Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Thursday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, I'm answering one of the questions I get asked most often. How do we know our children's Enneagram type? But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is I ran into an old friend at the coffee shop who I haven't seen since before the pandemic and it was so good to catch up and hear how she's been doing and to just learn about her life. It felt so good to see her. My thorn is that I am reminded that I have a lot of friends like that that I lost touch with throughout the pandemic and it's weird. I don't know, it's just weird. My butt is that I've been turning my phone off on Sundays and this week I'm turning it off starting Friday night and leaving it off until midday Sunday and I'm so excited just to see how that feels to have a lot more time disconnected from the World Wide Web. All right, now let's get into today's episode. So the last few weeks we've been talking about parenting as different Enneagram types and a lot of the conversation has been around how our children are going to be different, each unique from the other, and how it's important that we customize our approach to them and their needs. So hopefully today's episode will help in that process as we explore what different Enneagram types can look like as children. Now the thing I'd like to note before we dive in is that we use this information as a guide for how our children are showing up right now, but it's not necessarily a predictor of how they will show up in adulthood. So this isn't really typing them for life, it's just kind of getting a sense of what kind of kid they are right now. Meaning that your child may be behaving as a type five, at this season and then shift throughout adolescence and in adulthood show up more like a seven. So it can be helpful to use this framework internally as you seek to customize your parenting style to your kiddo and their specific needs, but it's not really set in stone. All right, let's start with type one, the reformer. So you may have an Enneagram one child if they follow directions without much argument, do their chores without being reminded, have the tendency to correct people, assume the role of boss or teacher of the other children that they like to play with, show interest in causes and ideals, or take their schoolwork seriously and find it surprising when others do not. Your type one child may be hard on themselves, getting headaches and stomach aches, trying to live up to their own high expectations. They may fear expressing their emotions, especially their anger. They may struggle to see the perspectives of others and instead focus on what they believe to be right and wrong. And finally, type one children often feel as though they have to grow up fast and can forget that they are kids. So encourage them to do light, 
creative activities that remind them of how good it feels to be little. Next, let's talk about type two, the helpers. You may have an Enneagram type two child if they tend to put the needs of others before their own while rarely asking for help themselves. If they get their feelings hurt easily, enjoy giving advice, know how to get people to do what they want through complimenting them or being helpful, or like being with people more than just about anything. Your type two child may struggle with being alone and can hate being separated from their friends. They may seek approval from their peers and may struggle with feeling rejected. They live in the world of emotions and if those emotions aren't taken seriously, they may feel as though you don't love them. So take the time to listen and validate their emotions and take their concerns seriously. Type three, the achievers. You may have a type three kiddo if they tend to push through difficulties in order to achieve their goals. Assume the role of teacher's pet, fit in with the other kids and kind of tend to be more popular. They care about their appearance and want to be clean and dressed well. They have a lot of interests and abilities that are self-guided. They seem confident and upbeat most of the time. Maybe they seek positive feedback for their accomplishments. They have a strong sense of what's in style and they want to be current with the trends. And they have a tendency to take on too many activities when they have an excess of energy only to find themselves drained and tired when it's time to engage. They can lose touch with who they are as they seek to fit in at school, and so encourage them to be themselves no matter how they're perceived. Next is type four, the romantic. You may have a type four kiddo if they have big emotions that they want validated in their fullness. They seek to be seen as rare or special. They have a strong sense of their own aesthetic and want their, their clothes to reflect who they are and may sink into melancholy at times, enjoying the sensation of being sad. Your type four child may find everyday life boring or tedious. They may crave whatever it is that they don't have or may become preoccupied with what their friends have that they don't. They may be overstimulated by a typical school environment as they're often very sensitive and can be pretty shy. They're likely to have a strong set of values and may wanna save the world. More than anything, they may try to get you to feel their feelings with them. At the very least, make a point to repeat back to them their emotions that they share with you. I hear that you are really angry. That's a lot of anger. I'm sorry that you are suffering. Remind them that you see them, that you believe them, and that their emotions are valid. Type five, the observer. You may have a type five kiddo if they tend to go off on their own to think. They get lost in reading or in other interests. They have strong opinions, but are willing to listen to other people's ideas. They're curious about the way things work. They don't bother themselves with social norms, or maybe they dislike when people give them too much attention. Type fives may embarrass easily, not wanting all eyes on them or too much attention of really any kind. They may want you to tell them why, just because, you know, when you ask them to do something, they're gonna wanna know why, not like, because I said so is not gonna do it for a type five child. They're gonna wanna have a reason for the things you ask them to do respect their interests and be curious about the things they are into, even if it's above your head or overwhelming or they kind of go on long tangents sharing the things that fascinate them, pay attention and that will mean the world. What will mean even more is if you ask specific questions about those things. Then we have type six, the questioner. You may have a type six kiddo if they worry more than most about their safety, if they're unpredictable in their responses, maybe they change moods frequently, they often take the opposing stance of everyone else in the, the room, not only in opinion, but also in their mood. If 
the room is really energetic and happy and excited, maybe they'll try and bring it down. Or maybe if everyone's really down and sad, they'll try to lift everyone's mood back up. They may seek to entertain or please so that they find a place of belonging. They may talk fast or stutter and have compassion for people who suffer. Your type six kiddo may get overwhelmed and stressed over small things. They may struggle to receive compliments or even reject flattery altogether. Getting to school on time is difficult because they struggle to make decisions and fear making the wrong one, like what to wear or what to pack for lunch. They may seek to control their environment and may do this by being bossy or even just expressing their anxiety or fear. They'll generally really appreciate consistency in routine. Then we have type seven, the enthusiast. You may have a type seven kiddo if they are generally happy most of the time. They collect fun things they find on their adventures. They like it when people come to visit, have a strong sense of humor, make friends easily, enjoy telling stories or jokes and have an eagerness for knowledge. Your type seven child may show interest in lots of different areas, joining a lot of clubs, reading lots of different books, playing multiple sports, maybe all of the above. It's hard to punish type seven children because they tend to charm their way out of trouble. They may be performers who have a strong sense of self-worth. Type seven children may struggle to stay interested in school and will perform better in the classes that they find more interesting, whether that's subject matter or teaching style. They may not show their negative emotions and instead could show you how happy or funny they are or about the plans they have for their future when what they're really experiencing is loneliness or fear. We have type eight, the challenger. You may have a type eight kiddo if they have a strong personality with a direct communication style. They take a directive stance while playing with others. They show their anger and emotionality freely. They struggle with being stubborn and hard-headed. They may speak with authority and have a larger than life personality. Your type eight child may be fiercely protective of others and stand up to bullies. They often seek intensity and may be risk takers. They may struggle with the rules and expectations of society and resist being controlled by authority figures. They have strong opinions and rarely say, I don't know, or I don't care. In general, they aren't likely to be sneaky and will be upfront about who they are, how they feel, and what they want to do. And we have type nine, the peacemaker. You may have a type nine kiddo if they prefer activities that are calming and easy to digest, like watching TV, using a computer, or playing video games. They like to snuggle and don't want to be away from you, are kind and accepting of everyone, tend to go along with the preferences of others, don't talk about their feelings or problems, and they have a stubborn streak that may be surprising. Type nine children may play mediator with their friends, siblings, or even parents if we are not careful. They may give up quickly at the first sign of something being overwhelming or stressful and may struggle to prioritize tasks. These children have an easy time seeing the perspectives of the others and are very in tune with how they impact the world around them. They're often referred to as sweet. Now, as a reminder, if you find your children in these descriptions, that's wonderful, but don't expect that this will remain their type as they get older. Their Enneagram type could change. Use that understanding now to help love them as they are, but don't use this as a prediction of for who they are becoming. All right, friends, please let me know, especially on Instagram via DM, if you would like a series specifically on raising a child of each Enneagram type. That would be just another nine-part series. We could definitely do that. 
but I wanted to make sure we had this while we were doing this series here. So if that's of interest to you, let me know. And as a reminder, if you haven't yet and you enjoy the podcast and you haven't left a rating or review in iTunes, it would mean the absolute world to me. You can just go to Apple Podcasts, search Enneagram and Coffee, and then scroll down to the bottom and leave your rating and review right there on the homepage. It benefits the podcast greatly by allowing me to get, you know, exciting guests on the podcast, getting new listeners in, which ultimately impacts the income that we make from the podcast. It's everything. It's a free way to really give a lot. So it means the world to me when you do that. Plus my, my love language is, uh, what is it? Words of affirmation. (laughs) And so reading your comments means way more than it probably should, but it means the world to me. So if you have a moment, just take a minute and go there and do that. It, it's a true gift. And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see ya tomorrow for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.